Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of Shuri Mandafiomi. We are now in the final podcast of in our study of the fourth parak of Masachet Nazir. We begin on a Chaf Tet Amud Amudbet. Sorry, Chaf Tet Amud Aleph. Um, and we were discussing, or really in the <coughs> middle of an attack on Rosh Lakish's position, that the reason that a father can be madir his son is because of chinuch. And when we ask the question of if that's the case, then that means that mid da'oraita, the kid is not really an azir, and how can you bring chulin lazara, and how can you eat, how can the kohen eat the of in case the kid becomes tamei, which has not gone through Shechita, but rather through Malika, and in every case, Rosh said he was relying on the opinion that those Isurim are Durabonan, and Chinuch is Doche. As far as the Chulun Lazara issue, we're relying on the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, uh, Rabbi Yehuda, who says it's Durabonan. Uh, and now we're going to, to see if that's the case. For some Rabbi Yossi, does Rabbi Yossi really hold that Chulun Lazara is Durabonan? Now this is going to rely on the one pasuk that we have, which is at the very end of Parsha Mitzorah, which compares a man and a woman when it comes to bringing korbanot. And uh, in the Midrash Halacha, we um, pull both of them out of the current context so that the, the Vavinidata is now going to be pulled to a Yoledet, the, one of the unique korbanot for a woman, woman. A man can never give birth. And and the uh, man's korban here is going to be a Chata'at Kfu'a, regular Chata'at, or referred to as a Chata'at Chelev. Here we go. How do we know that if a Chata'at Of is brought because of a Safek, and we'll see what we mean in a minute, that it is not eaten. Talmud Lomar, and here's the, that's the end of the process, we'll see the whole process. Compares the korban brought uniquely by Nekeva, which is the Oledet, to that korban brought by everyone, the Chatat Kvua. Just like a Chazachar has to bring a korban for a, a certain violation, he ate Chelev, similarly a woman brings a korban for a certain birth. Uma, meaning a, a, an assured birth. And similarly, <clears throat> we have the halacha of Asham Talui, which is if a man ate food that may have been chelav, may have been shuman, he has to bring an Asham Talui, which means he brings it for a safek. Here we learn that if a woman has something come out of her body which may or may not have been a, uh, a birth of some sorts, is that she has to bring the korban yoledet also because of a safek. That's true. Just like a zachar brings an animal as a chatat and brings an animal as an asham talui. Also, similarly, a woman, the same type of thing that she brings for the vaday, she brings for the safek, and that is the bird. Now, but just like the zachar, the regular guy, brings a korban and it is eaten, for the for safek, let her let, perhaps the woman's korban that she brings when there's a safek laid up is eaten. Amarta. So the answer is lo. Imamarta bezachar shekain isur echad. This is all Rabbi Shekain isur echad tomar b'nekivash shnei isurin. Here we have a different problem. 
In the case of the man, we've got an animal. And therefore, the only possible isur that's involved here is chulin lazara, because maybe the food he ate wasn't chelev. So we have that one safek, and therefore we say, in that case, it's eaten. However, in the case of the bird, we have two problems. One is chulin lazara, in case which she didn't give birth to a uh, child, it was some other thing. And the second problem is that it's malika, the nevela problem. Which means that Rabbi Yosef Yehuda seems to regard all of these things as da'oraita, because as, as a result, the Kohen will not eat the chatata of, even though he does eat the asham talui. So, ma'ishne isurin, what are the two isurin referred to here? We assume, lav isur nevela v'chulin mazara, which proves that Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds that they are both da'oraita. So, ma'atkev ravacha b'raidavika, he challenges, says, v'dumu mechayiv alei mishum d'mitchazei k'trein isurin d'rabaran. He said, maybe not. Maybe the reason mitchayiv here is a little bit of an unusual use of the word, means maybe the conclusion uh, that uh, it is not eaten is not because there were two Isurim Da'oraita here that were playing with Chulun Lazar and Nevela, but there are two Isurim Da'oraita, which is Nevelata Of, meaning an eating a chick, a fowl that wasn't uh, shakted properly, and Chulun Lazara. Okay, so now there's a suggestion that the Machloka between Rabbi Yochanan Mishlokish as to whether the Halacha of a father being able to administer a neder of Nazirut to his son is Mishum Halachahi Benazir or Kadelachan Chobe Mitzvot seems to fit well with the Machloket Tanaim about what is the extended, the extent, the end point at which a father can be madir his kid as a Nazir. Until what age can a father administer that neder? Rabbi says until he is an adult by Simanim, and no longer in his father's reshut. Rabbi Yosem Yehudomer, Now, as I put it in the note on top of the page, Onat Nedarim means that period, which is one year before he reaches majority, during which a child, uh, if he takes a ned there, we check to see if he knows what he's talking about, and what a neder really means, and... Um, <clears throat> and uh, if he understands the nature of the neder and uh, and what the implications are, then the neder is valid. That is based on the pasuk ishkia fli lindor neder, the beginning of parsha nazir. And from there, we get the concept of muflaha samuchli ish, which is going to be used in our sugya. So Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda says that uh, you can the father can minister nedarim until that point. So here's how we want to suggest to make the alignment of this um, of this machloket. My love, Tanoihi, the Rebbe Savar Halacha Benazir. Rebbe says it's Halacha Benazir. That's the rule, the tradition of the Nazir. Even though he already passed on that Nedarim, he's had a whole year past that. The father can administer the Neder until the kid really is an adult, after which the, that um, that Halacha doesn't cover. <clears throat> he must hold that the reason for this halacha is in order to train him. And therefore, since the child at Onat Nidarim is no longer under the father's purview for purposes of educating him about Nidarim, he's now on his own. Therefore, therefore the father is not chayav in Chinuch, and therefore he can no longer administer this neder. Isn't that the machloket? Amri lo. So in the Beit Midrash they said no, that's not. The first way of looking at it is to say everybody agrees with the, with the position later expounded by Rabbi Yochanan that is halachah ben azir. 
He holds that the notion of a child below the age of majority being able to take a nether is the Rabbanan. And is an asmachta. And as a result of that, Therefore, the father's ability to madder his kid, which is the oraita, because in this take it is halacha, is docha the drabanan of the child's independence, as it were, in the realm of Nadarim after the age of, let's say, 12. And Rabbi Yosef Yehuda will say, no, Mufla Samachlish is a full drasha, and it's a real doraita, and therefore, from that point on, the child is no longer under the purview of his father at all. That's one way. Vibaita, and we can take it the other way. The chuli amad chedei the chanchav mitzvot. That everybody agrees that the purpose of this is the chanchav mitzvot. Mufla samochlish to rabbanan he, and everybody agrees that mufla is the rabbanan. And the simple question is one of trumping. Rabbi savar ati chinuch to rabbanan v'dachi mufla samochlish to rabbanan. Rabbi says the mitzvah to rabbanan to train your child trumps the the, the category to rabbanan of mufla samochlish. Uh, it's simply a question of, uh, of trumping. The Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says that the, uh, the, the mitzvah of de Rabbanan is not strong enough, as it were, to come and push away the Durabanan category of Mufasamuchleish, which allows the child his own independent nidarim. So we have, in two opposite ways, or two, shall we say, polar ways, uh, defeated the possibility that the Machloket Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda is the same Machloket as Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish, we've played it on both sides, that either both of them agree that it's Halacha, and then the Machloket is simply whether or not Mufla Samuchlish is Doraita, or the other possibility is that everybody agrees it's Lachan Chav Mitzvot and Mufla Samuchlish is Dorabanan, and the question is whether A trumps B or not. <clears throat> now, Now, perhaps the machloka between Rabbi Yosef Yehuda and Rebbe follows along with this this story that happened earlier in Rebbe's family. Right, so Rabbi Chanina's father was Madir here, this young man, and he brought him to Rabban Gamliel. This is Rabban Gamliel of Yavne. Rabbi Gamliel was checking to see whether or not he already had Shtei Sarot, which of course supports Rebbe's position that Shtei Sarot is the demarcation line. So he sent somebody in the room with the kid to find out, and before that happened, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Vedai Migyalo, not Nidarimim Lav. Rabbi Yossi disagrees with this story. Rabbi Yossi is, is countering Tanakama's telling of the story and says, no, they weren't checking to see if the kid had Shtei Sarot, they were checking to see if he had gotten to Onat Nedarim, and they were che- they're asking him questions to see if he knew what he was talking about, and they were checking his age. Now, Amarlo, and either way, however the story goes, that Rabbi Gamaliel was checking to see if he had Shtei Sarot, which supports Rabbi's position, or Rabbi Yossi's version, which is that they were checking to see if he had gotten to Onat Nedarim, which is Rabbi Yossi Yehuda's position, in either case, the child, Hanina, who later became the famous Rabbi Hanina Bahama, uh, spoke up and said, Amar lav, Rabbi Don't waste your time, don't trouble yourself to check me out. Im katana amba. If I'm a katan now, and therefore I'm under the purview of my father, then I will be a nazir for my father, as for my father's uh, directive. Im gadolani, but if I'm an adult, a yebish me, I will be a nazir on my own. The end of the story is very beautiful. 
Amar Rabban Gamliel Unashakol Rosh Hashanah Gamliel stood up and kissed his child on his head. Amar Muftach Ani Bazesh Moreh Halacha Israel. I am convinced that this young man will one day be a Moreh Halacha, a ruler of instruction, a teacher of instruction in Israel. And it was not long before he reached that position. Now, let's analyze this story. Now, originally we said that this story and the two versions of the story seem to fall right along the lines of the Machloket of Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi. But now let's analyze it. I understand that. In other words, if this kid, and we're trying to check whether he has gotten to not Nidarim or not, then I understand why the kid made this Hanina, made the statement that if I'm a Katan, I'll be for Abba. If not, I'll be for myself. Um... This kid certainly was a minor, and therefore, according to Rebbe, he was certainly in father's reshut. So it can't be what he said. It can't be that he said, if I'm if I'm uh, a katan, I'll be an azir for my father, and if I'm a gadol, I'll be an azir for myself. What he really said was, I will be an azir, sort of in in either case. So now let's take a look at that. According to Rebbe, if he had shtei sarot before he was brought to the Beit Din and and checked on this, so then he's got his own nazirut as per his statement. If he had the Shtei Sarot after they came to Beitin, then he had, he has, he's under the Nazirut of his father, which was therefore confirmed at the Beitin before he had Shtei Sarot. But what happens if he has the Shtei Sarot come before he completes that first Nazirut? What then happens? That works very well because the kid is clearly after Onat and Darim. What's he going to do? Because after all, according to Rebbe, it's a hard and fast physical line. And therefore, if the kid, before he got to the Beitin, had not yet brought Shtei Sarot, and so then he made this condition and said, I'll be for my father or I'll be for me. And then in the middle of that process, before he finished the Nazirut, he brought Shtei Sarot, what is he going to do? He has committed to a Nazirut, if he is a Gadol, which he now is, for himself. So the answer is, I'm the Rebbe, Leika Takanta Diyativ Dilei Viyativ Davui. You're right, that according to Rebbe, in that story, the kid would end up, if that were to happen, that he brought Shtei Sarot in the middle, he would end up having to do two Naziriyot, one for his father and, and complete it, and then because he'd committed and in subsequently become a Gadol before completing that one, would now have to do another one for himself. Okay, the last Mishnah in Perak Ruvi'i is one that we have seen bits of already. That again, just as we saw that only a father can be madir, only his son as a nazir, a mother cannot, and a father cannot be madir his daughter. Now we see another difference between fathers and mothers, uh, and that is, actually sons and daughters, that a father, a, a man can use his father's korbanot for his own nazirut, but a woman cannot do so with her father's korbanot. Ketzad. Let's see how it plays out. Mishaya Aviv Nazir. If a man's father was a Nazir, vihifrish ma'ot stumim al-Nazirutol. Father put aside money without designating it. Of course. 
for his nisirut, umet, and father died. Because as we saw in earlier in the parak, if the money was designated, then the the mechatat money has to go to Yama Melach, etc. But if it was not designated, and then the father died, and in this scenario, son wasn't yet a nazir. After father died, son said, I'll be a nazir on condition that I can use father's money. Rabbi Yossi says it doesn't work. And that money has to go in a davah. But which is one that really does work? Rabbi Yossi is of the, of, of the position that if the son was not a nazir when that money became, shall we say, available, then it is inaccessible to him. But if he was a nazir during his father's life, and then father set aside money, did not designate it, and died, then the son can use that money. Now, the first question the Gemara asks is, my tama. What's the reason for this? And we're going to hear something very familiar. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Halachahi ben Azir. This is the third time that Rabbi Yochanan has invoked the phrase, Halachahi ben Azir. We saw it about Mautstumim. We saw about the father's right to be Madir, his son. And now we see that the fact that only a son, but not a daughter, can be Megaleach for his father's um, Nizirut, using the money. So the answer is Pshita. It's fairly straightforward. It's Halachahi ben Azir. So, what you think that it's because of Yerusha, you think it's probably an inheritance issue, and that's why the son can, uh, can use his father's money. So, batlo. So, if that's the case, then a daughter and a daughter can't. Meaning, you don't really need halachahim and azir, you can just put this within the realm of Yerusha, but that's not true because, what if a man only has a daughter? If it was based on Yerusha, then the daughter could be in the Zirah using her father's money. So, I would think that perhaps we learn this as a subset of Yerusha. That's why we were taught that it is really a halacha, and therefore the halacha works that way that it is only a son and not a daughter. Now, Ibai Elihu, question about the Mishnah, and we have some very confused girsaot. I'm going to follow Rashi's girs on this. Pligi Rabbanon is the author of our Mishnah. He says, the case where the son was a Nazir uh, after father died, declared his Nazirut, is not available. But when the son was a Nazir during his father's life, it is available. Question is, is Rabbi Yossi, uh representing unanimity, or is there dissent? And if you say that the, his colleagues dis, uh, dissent uh, from him, they, they disagree about the Reisha and say that even in the first case um, where he was not in Azir during his father's life, he can use the money, or they disagree about the Seifa and say that even when... Um, that when he is an Azir during his father's life, that he still may not use the money. In other words, they disagree, Lakula or Lachumar, more inclusively or more exclusively. Uh, Toshma, so let's get a solution here. Now I'm going to read this as per Rashi's Girsa. When does it work in this Brayta? If they were both Nizirim. That's exactly Rabbi Yossi's opinion in our Mishnah. That's exactly a replica from our Mishnah. That if they, except that the cases are flipped. Uh, but if he is an Azir 
uh, during his father's lifetime, he can use his father's money. If he's not an Azir until after his father dies, then he may not. That's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. <clears throat> Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Omrim, Zeroshim, Galeach, and Zerut Aviv. They say evidently the exact opposite. All of Rishonim point to the fact that they use the word Zehu as if to say, this is the case where Yudafka can. They say the only case where he can is where he declares Nazirut after father died. And the reason for that is that while father was alive and he made the Nazirut, <coughs> he was, um, he, if he made the Nazirut while his father was alive, he was already Chayab Korban. He can't use the money that his father left him. But if he declares Nazirut afterwards, he wasn't yet Chayab Korban, and then he can rely on that money. So we do see that they disagree, and they disagree diametrically, meaning both Reisha and Seifa. Okay, boy, Rabbah. Question is, how much does this halacha of a son using his father's money under those conditions where it works, each authority according to his own position, how much does it follow the rules of Yerusha? Hilchata gemirin la, do we learn it as the halacha, the kol dekodim galach galach, meaning whoever comes first gets to use it, Perhaps it follows the lines of Yerusha, which means each child gets half of that money, or that portion of the money, of the Nazir money left over, for their own Nazirut. Now, boy, Rav, Rav asked another question. What if one of the sons is the Bechor, and then there's another son? Now, what do we do? Do we have a special halacha? And therefore, you get your portion, half, whatever it is, Perhaps it follows Yerusha. Maybe the Bechor gets twice as much of the money of the Nazir money to use for his own Korban. And even if you want to argue it's Yerusha, perhaps that rule doesn't apply to Hektesh. And therefore, perhaps he doesn't get a Pishnaim when it comes to, when it comes to the Korbanot. Um, or perhaps since father originally gotten the money for purposes of the Korbanot of a Nazir it still follows Yerusha and the Bechor still gets Pishnaim Pishnaim the double amount of the Bechor gets uh, now what if his father and he are not the same type of Nazir what if one of them is a Nazir Olam that we already studied about in the first parak, and he's a regular Nazir or vice versa Maybe that's halacha. In other words, what we're doing is testing the boundaries of this halacha. We're accepting Rabbi Yochanan's dictum, or Shlokish doesn't disagree here, that this rule is halacha ibn azir. And we're asking, how far does it go? So in other words, <clears throat> if, uh, it, does it, how to, how much is it independent and how much does it follow or absorb the laws of Yerusha and therefore Bechor Pashut, etc., because we already saw that a daughter doesn't, uh, so that seems to have a Yerusha element to it. Um, maybe this halacha only applies to regular Nazirim, and if either the father or the son is a weird Nazir, Nazir Olam, for instance, that it wouldn't work. Remember, Nazir Olam, every 12 months or every 30 days, Machloket, uh, has to bring uh, his korbanot and shave, etc., so maybe you could say, all right, Nazir Olam, Nazir Stam, maybe that'll work, but that's because they're both Nazir Tahor, and by the way, that means the money was set aside for the same kind of animals. Boy, Ravashi, Avim Nazir Tameh, Behun Nazir Tahor, Avim Nazir Tahor, Behun Nazir Tameh, Mai. 
What happens if, and this is the last question, what happens if he is an Azir, his father was an Azir, uh, an Azir, and then his father became Tamemate, and set aside money, and before he could become Tahor and bring that Korban, he died, and that money was set aside, and no animals were brought with it. Now the son becomes an Azir, and a regular Azir, can he use that money set aside for Nazir Tum'ah, for a Nazir Tiglacha Tum'ah, for his own Tiglacha Tahara? The answer is, to all of these questions, Teku. And we have completed our Perak Mishamar, the second Mishamar, Perak Rivi'i. Yitzhakoach uh, to all of the Lomdim for the successful study. And Mirza Hashem, we will continue with the next podcast with our study of Perak Hamishi. Everyone should have a wonderful day.